Would you pray with me? O Holy One, Creator, Sustainer, Redeemer, Healer, God with us. We come before you tonight half sick, some of us half-hearted, but also with thankful hearts for the healthy birth of twin grandchildren, a boy and a girl, to Bob and Marie Alcorn, for the generosity of those who gave to support our efforts here at All Souls Church, especially in the recent days in response to our own year-end budget needs. We thank you for the efforts of our mayor, our police chief, and other city leaders this past year to stop the violence in our city. And we pray continued blessing and provision for the Change Center and for improved racial understanding and reconciliation. Lord, 2016 was a hard year. As we look back, we have heavy hearts as we recall the shooting death of 12-year-old Jawan Latham a gut-wrenching election year, revealing to us sharp divisions within our own families and communities, the continued human atrocities in Aleppo and South Sudan, the horrible economic conditions of Venezuela and Zimbabwe, the cycle of violence and poverty we witness in our own city neighborhoods, the verbal wars that have pitted us against each other over the sanctity of life, women's rights, capital punishment, gay rights, climate change, the prison pipeline, race, gun legislation, income inequality, health care, education, not to mention our own feeble failings in our relationships, our marriages, our parenting, the way we attempt to lead, manage, the way we um, try to lay down our fears and our addictions before you, God. We need you. Lord, we lay it all before you tonight on this altar, one bloody mess. Have mercy, O God. Open our hearts to listen, to learn, to understand, and to respond. Holy Spirit, hover over this chaos and pain and call forth beauty, life, and light. God, show us how to be your hands and feet, your voice to whisper comfort and healing in this brokenness. Renew our hearts with courage and renew our minds with hope. In my own journey, Lord, this year, I have leaned over my first grandson as he struggled, blue and limp, to take his first breath. And we rejoice greatly as he received the blessing of life. And I have knelt by my father, holding him in my arms as he released his final breath. And I grieved deeply as we said goodbye. Lord God, we bow to you, giver of life and breath. And with grateful hearts, we receive new life and we surrender back to you those we have loved in their hour of death. We pray tonight for the family of Charlotte Cruz, in particular, Debbie Wright, Ben Wright, Andrew Smith, as they grieve her death and the rest of the family. We pray for Bonnie Daves as she grieves the loss of her brother. Lord, we pray for all of those recovering from death, injury, and loss in the Gatlinburg fires. We thank you for your merciful provision. Please continue to show us how we may be Christ to them in their hour of need. We pray healing for Judy Pate as she recovers from knee surgery, for Taryn McLean as she recovers from a torn ACL, from Dean Foster as he recovers from thyroid surgery, for Suzanne Hassel, Bill Lee, Mary Baldridge's mother, Debbie Geick's father, all who continue to battle cancer. We pray continue healing for complications with Rebecca Loy's knee and Cindy Armbruster's shoulder. And we pray for all other unspoken or unknown needs tonight. God, we ask that your presence be full with 
Lawrence and Polly Tullock, as they pack up and leave their home this week, trusting you in your provision for a new chapter in their lives. Lord, we could stay home tonight and feel depressed and self-medicate with television and food, but we are here. We gather here like saints have always done from all ages because we need you. We need your hope. We need your salvation, your mercy, your love, your grace, your redemption, your healing, your transformation in our lives, our church, our neighborhood, our city, our country, and our world. Lord Jesus, come tonight and be with us as beacons of light as we enter a new year of life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We're going to do something a little different tonight. Um, but I, I want to start just by saying I bring good news. Maybe it's good news. Christmas isn't over yet. Some of us, um, some of that's not so bad. Um, but Advent was a season of waiting. Um, it was a time of paying attention, anticipating the coming of Christ and the birth of the Messiah. But I often wondered why we say, come Lord Jesus, when Christ is already here. He's come, he promises to be with us and to live in us. So what is it that we're waiting for? Um, Why do we invite Jesus to come? Um, This quote by um, Eckhart 500 years ago says, What good is it to me if Mary gave birth to the Son of God hundreds of years ago, And I don't also give birth to the Son of God in my time and in my culture. We're all meant to be mothers of God. Eckhart reminds us that we celebrate Christmas as the time God became flesh and dwelt among us in the messiness of our lives that Trevetta just beautifully expressed. The miracle is ongoing And as we continue to give birth to God, in our renewal and birth, something new is created after months of incubating and um, anticipation. So just as Mary said yes to Gabriel, um, we're called to welcome that divine creativity within ourselves, that nurturing and cultivating the character of God. In consenting to God's transforming power, we're participating in the birth of God in our world today. And so we say, come Lord Jesus. We usually think of Christmas as a single day on the calendar. And then it's followed up with holiday sales and cleaning all that holiday clutter from our homes as soon as possible. So I want to suggest a new practice for this year. Maybe new. For you, Epiphany um, was new for me. Uh, It's not something that I grew up with experiencing, but Epiphany is celebrated on January 6th. And um, it's the 12th day of Christmas. And in Western Christianity, it's often associated, kind of linked with the visit of the wise men or the magi. So um, when my children were young, rather than packing up the Um, the crash, the nativity set, we left it out until Epiphany. And I don't know how it got started, but we 
began, they, they would take the wise men and the camels and put them in the furthest corner of the house, you know, in this closet upstairs, one time in the attic. And then they would, day by day, slowly creep down the stairs, you know. And, um, but it was a way to engage us and to remember it didn't just, bam, you know, happen. So, um, but, so on Epiphany, they joined Mary and Joseph in the, the nativity and kind of completed the, the story of Bethlehem. So rather than rushing on past Christmas, I just want to suggest that we be open to ways that God may yet be speaking to us. Um, so how can we enter the season of Epiphany and create opportunities for holy birthing? We're gathered here. It's New Year's Day. Um, we have an opportunity to pause, to reflect on the year past, um, on gifts of the present moment, and then looking forward um, with hope into a new year. So first we're going to take a few minutes to reflect on this past year using um, examen. Um, We've talked about this um, from time to time, but examen is a spiritual practice that was introduced by St. Ignatius of Loyola. He was the founder of the Jesuits in the 1500s. Um, and his daily exercise taught his brothers to find God in all things, making them and us aware of moments that at first we might easily pass by as insignificant, moments that ultimately can give direction for our lives. So Socrates says that um, an unexamined life is not worth living. The examen can be practiced um, to help to examine our lives. And it can be used, um, some people use it as a daily practice at the end of every day. Sometimes it's weekly. Sometimes I'll do it for a season, you know, the season of the fall or the winter. Um, and tonight we're just going to try and do the whole year. <laughs> Why not? Um, but it is a way to reflect, and um, Ignatius described consolations and desolations. Consolations are those things which connect us more to our true selves, to God and to others. Desolations, on the other hand, are those times when we feel most disconnected. So um, examining questions can include all kinds of things, but here are a few. Um, for what am I most grateful um, in the past year? What have I been most grateful for or the least grateful? When did I give and receive the most love or the least love? What was the most life-giving part of my day um, or my year or the most draining? When did I have the deepest sense of connection with God and with others, with myself <clears throat> or the least so we're going to do something a little different tonight, and I recognize that change makes all of us a little bit uncomfortable, um, but I want to invite you to enter in as fully as you're able. Um, if you're visiting with us tonight, welcome. We're glad you're here, and, and I really hope that you will just join in um, as we try to um, grow as a family of God together. So let me pray for us as we, we do this. Holy God, we thank you for these quiet moments to be with you, 
in the midst of the noise and the chaos of the holidays just past. Holy Spirit, bring to our minds those things which might provide insight or which need to be revisited for some reason. Give us ears to hear you and open hearts to respond. Speak, Lord. We're listening. Amen. I want you to take just a few minutes to prayerfully reflect on your activities for this past year. Um, while it's true God's present at every moment, um, what we're seeking to do is notice those events, encounters, experiences, relationships, um, which were um, ever present when you were aware of the reality of God was especially real and apparent. Um, you've got paper and pen if you want to use that. Um, just kind of jot down what comes to mind. This may be something you want to do more thoroughly at another time. Um, so it's, don't stress over you know everything you did last January. Um, but just, just sit. Um, be gentle with yourself and just see what comes. You know, what, what, what do you remember from this last year? Just jot those things down. As things stem to mind, just keep jotting them down. But if you will take a minute now, just with what you do have to work with, and I want you to ask this question first. When, where, or with whom did I experience love, grace, and a sense of God's presence? What in the last year gave me life and energy? This can be relationships, it can be activities. I thought about a wedding that I went to, um, a meal that I shared, um, a car accident. Um, I'm just trying to think random. I mean, it just can be anything. As you sit with this, um, think about just the second question that I use for examen. Um, when, where, and with whom did I feel unloved? Um, or lacked an awareness of God's presence? Or what drained me of life-giving energy? Some, some things or some people or some activities fill me up and some drain me. I'm trying to be aware of those. Those who tend toward melancholy... Um, may find that the low points are obvious, and examine could encourage you to look for the life-giving moments that otherwise uh, you may miss in busyness or stress. And those that are naturally inclined to optimism may need the examine to help them face difficult issues that they might prefer to ignore or avoid. So recognizing things that bring us death and life both low and high points can be invitations to prayer. Just be aware of those. 
And again, this is ongoing, but just reflect on what you've come up with so far. Think about what you've discovered, and kind of about yourself and about this past year. As we've reflected on the past year, um, or begun to through examine, I want to give us a chance now to consider how this awareness might influence our new year. It's unlikely that we'll deepen our relationship with God in a casual or haphazard manner. There will be a need for some intentional commitment, some reorganization in our lives. There's nothing that will enrich our lives more than a deeper and clearer perception of God's presence in the routine of daily living. But how do we cultivate that? If you want to be physically healthy, we know what to do. We eat right, we exercise, we sleep. But in the same way, if we want to become spiritually healthy, we practice regular spiritual disciplines. Um, Letting go practices that are no longer meaningful, and taking on whatever God might be inviting us to do differently or in a new way. So considering what God's revealed to you about this past year, I want to invite you to choose one, not 15, but one new practice to focus on for the year ahead. Um, Something that will help support you in creating space for your own continued holy birthing. Sometimes it involves letting go of something, like watching TV, um, in order to take on something new, like spending time in silence or in prayer or in nature. So that often will happen. We have to let go to take on. Um, Be as specific and practical as possible. Um, For example, rather than saying, I want to be more generous, um, you might say, I want to give a tithe to the church. I want to serve one day a month at a food pantry. So be as specific as you can be. Um, So how do you know what to add? Here's some questions. Um, Ask God and listen. And you might ask, what am I deeply attracted to and why? And then where do I feel resistance? And where do I feel God is calling me to stretch and grow? And what kind of balance do I need in life? I need work and rest. Um, I need community and solitude. I need service and social justice, but I need prayer or I'm doing it in my own strength. So what kind of balance um, is God inviting you into at this point? Take a few minutes now to consider what God's inviting you to let go or take on in this new year. I want you to turn to somebody that's sitting somewhere around you that you don't know really well, not somebody you came with. Um, and just uh, share with them what you think God may be birthing in you or inviting you to take on in this new year. Um, If you don't want to share, you just say pass. 
Um, and we're just going to give you a couple minutes. You don't need to go into a big, long thing. But, but sometimes it helps me to verbalize, to express what I'm hearing. Um, it gives me a little accountability. So I want to invite you to do that for just a couple minutes. I wanted you to think a little bit about the difference between doing something like this and writing New Year's resolutions, which in many of our experiences are sort of long forgotten by February. Um, When I write resolutions, which, you know, I did it every year, um, and I forgot it every year, and I was trying to fix something, you know, in me. Okay, what's broken? What do I need to fix? And then with all my willpower, I'm trying to, to make it right, and it doesn't go real well. Um, I inevitably failed, I grew discouraged, and then I just discarded my great intentions over and over. So this year, um, I would just invite you to start, just make it simple so you can remember it, um, and extend yourself plenty of grace and mercy, because we do fail from time to time. Um, And those failures are actually a good thing because they help us remember that we need God, that we really can't do it on our own, nor do we need to. Um, We're not expected to. So recognizing our utter dependence on the power of the Holy Spirit enables us to grow in love and that transforming power that only comes from God. Um. The other thing is living a godly life has to be practiced in the context of community. We're never expected to make our journey alone. This is why dieters have more success when they do it together. Um, They're accountable to others. The body of Christ is a gift, and we receive that in humility because we need it. And we need that mutual encouragement and love and support. So one more suggestion for... um, for the new year. Um, In ancient times, wise men and women would go into the desert to find a place where they could be fully present to God and to their own inner struggles. The desert was a liminal threshold place, and they they didn't um, return the same people as they entered. They changed. They were transformed. Many people follow these Amas and Abbas, seeking their wisdom and guidance for um, a meaningful life. And one tradition was to ask for a word. A word or a phrase would be something on which to ponder for many days or weeks or months or a lifetime. Um, the practice is it's actually connected to Lectio Divina, which we've talked about here, um, where we approach Scripture um, with the same request, uh, we will read a short portion of scripture together, asking God, give me a word, um, something to nourish me, to challenge me, a word that I can wrestle with and grow into. So I want to suggest that you come up with a word um, for the new year. Um, not you come up with it so much as you... Um, I've read letting the word choose you. Um, You can't force it. Um, Doing what we've practiced here tonight takes time for me. I'm a slow processor. 
I can't do what we've just done really quickly. So I'm hoping this is a beginning for us that you can continue on your own in your devotional life with your families, with your small groups in the days and um, weeks to come. Um, But it's the start that stops most people, and so we're starting, okay? Um, And I think that's that's helpful. Um, So be open over the next few days, asking God to continue whispering words of hope and new birth to you. It may take time for you to pray and listen, but I'm going to hope for myself that by Friday, which is Epiphany, January 6th, I'll have a word um, for this coming year. And just as example, some of my words over the last several years have been um, trust, freedom, simplicity, hope was last year. Um, it can be a phrase. It doesn't have to be one word, but simple. Um, so I want to just invite you to take a few minutes right now, again, just to listen, um, to be still. For some of you, you know right away what that is. Um, and for others, you haven't got a clue, and that's fine. But just, just be still for a minute and listen. See if, if maybe a word isn't stirring in you um, from God about the coming year. Okay, again, if you have a word, um, I just want to invite you to share that, again, just to build up the community, the family. It encourages me, encourages all of us. Um, You don't have to come up here. Just stand up where you are and tell us your word, if you would. Perseverance. Gratitude. Trust. Trust. Re-energizing. Yes, you may. <laughs> you get you don't get extra credit. <laughs> Simplicity, stillness, silence. Peace, be still. Cultivate. Listen. Free. Anchor and hope. Thank you for sharing. Um, The rest of us continue to just ask God for a word for your year. And then share it with somebody. Um, So we spend our time together tonight reflecting on the past year, expressing gratitude for the present, and then looking forward expectantly to a new year, which brings us to the Lord's table, where we come week after week doing the very same thing. Um, 
as we proclaim the mystery of our faith. Christ has died. Christ has risen. Christ will come again. So, Happy New Year.